0: Hello, Dark and welcome to episode twenty-two of Dark Side Down Under. Woo-hoo. Very exciting. Sitting across from me is the most beautiful and amazing slash genius Kagi. How are you doing, Kagi? Hi. That just recently did a uh, a total of riding ten kilometers for a pint of beer. How did that go?
1: Well, to be fair, we both did that.
0: We both did that.
1: Yeah, we're both equally as parched.
0: Five k's there, five k's back.
1: Yes, it was great. A few
0: parts the ride there the... was definitely
1: more difficult than the ride home.
0: Yes, yeah, so it was dark on the way home. We didn't see our journey ahead. It of us.
1: was. Uh, it was good though. We really enjoyed it. It was almost. It was a slight incline the, the... entire way there. Yes. Uh, the, there was a little bit of a decline on the way back, a which made it easier. We didn't have to pedal too hard. For to
0: those of you that don't know us. We we're not cyclists. We're not built for Indeed. cycling. So hopefully, one day we uh, we're working towards being.
1: I am more, a picture of physical health.
0: More of a picture of physical health, but it was very exciting. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, at this moment in time, what is your favourite tattoo on your body?
1: Oh. Why? Oh, that's a good question. I have. I have several tattoos that are my favourites. I'm looking at them right now going hmm what do i like probably my favorite it's a bit of a top oh look i've got so many that i like what's your favorite um, today right now today right now probably my marin i have a tattoo on my f- the back of my forearm of a marin in uh west australian native plants and so that's what probably, is probably my favorite a marin is a freshwater crayfish that is endemic to the southwest of yeah. australia and it's one of my favourite animals because I grew up, we I grew up doing a lot of uh, outdoorsy stuff, and used to go camping and fishing with my family, and we used to start up late and go marinating and and then sit around the fire and eat marin sandwiches, and it was just it's a very strong childhood memory Definitely. of mine. Yeah, man, very, when very I was cool. a little kid, because you catch them, you flashlight them. I used to it used to make me think that they looked like. They were in a spotlight. Yeah. Like they, the old cart. you know, the old cartoons where someone's trying to escape from jail and the spotlight hits them and they freeze? Yeah. That's yeah. what it always reminded me of. Or it reminded me of like a line of chorus girls and the spotlight hits one.
0: Oh, one like that. Yeah, I always used to, be, to think uh, about those. Focus on him or her. Yes. He gets to be gobbled up later. Yeah. Nice. But
1: yeah, they're a beautiful animal. They're really important to our waterways. Yeah.
0: The biggest one I've ever caught, um, you can imagine a carton of beer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: carton of 24 pack of beer. The tail hanging off the back and the claws over the top corners. So that was the biggest one I've ever gotten, but they're pretty big.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty big. big, Mm, I think the one on my arm might be undersized, but.
0: I reckon she's just a juvenile. No, it's
1: not. (laughs) It could be a juvenile. What have you got for us today? Today, Bluey, I feel like it's time that we get back on the dark path. The dark path. Last week, I told you, well, actually, two weeks ago, I told you the fun and Kind of crazy story of the Welsh crepe man. That was a fun one. Yes. But this week I felt like I needed a little spooky palate cleanser, Ooh. which is is no like you can tell because I've got candles going and I've also got I've also got your Norman yeah, here for emotional
0: support. Uh, he's in his best position for that.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's here in case you need him. So
0: sore bias love. What is this palate cleanser all about? Sore
1: bias. That's classy. Have you ever been to a restaurant where they give you a sorbet between meals? I'd like to say yes, I have. I have once, and it's it confused me so I was only very young and I didn't know what the fuck it was all about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had like I know I've had sorbet of sorts, Mm. but I can't remember if I had it in one of those fancy times
1: Mm. back in the day, maybe. It is a fancy thing. So I'm gonna tell you about the Fremantle Arts Centre.
0: Fremantle Arts Centre.
1: Doesn't sound too bad, hey? Nice art exhibition, drop a savvy bee, maybe bump into some cool artsy friends, see a show, maybe see a ghost.
0: Maybe see a ghost. What's all this about?
1: Uh, So quick content warning. We are going to talk about mental health and we're going to talk about suicide in this episode. So please use your best judgment to whether or not you should listen to this episode, uh, Darksiders. We care about you. So firstly... Let me give our listeners a really quick little bit of background on Fremantle. So Frio, as it's locally known, is built around a port on the mouth of the Swan River in Perth, Western Australia. And we love Frio, don't we, Bluey?
0: Frio's a lovely spot.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool spot. It's got lots of funky shops and cafes and really cool people. Yeah,
0: it's got a good hippie ratio,
1: I think. It does. Not as much as it used to, but yeah, it is still quite good. relevant. So and- there's
0: enough hippies getting about or people, alternative people to, to even out the the stuffery, you yeah. might say. There's
1: a bit of a yuppie sort stuffery. of population now yeah. that there didn't used to be. So before the British got here, it was inhabited by the Wajup, Wajuk Noongar people. Yes. I I looked it up several times to get the pronunciation right, and um, I hope that I have. So to them, it's a place of ceremony, significant cultural practices and trading. But in the 1600s, Europeans arrived and they took over. It was the first area settled by the Swan River colonists and it didn't do too well at first. But in eighteen fifty, when convicts started to get it shipped over, it became the primary dumping ground for penal ships. So after that, the situation started to improve and the town started to take off.
0: Cool.
1: Arguably its most famous feature is the convict built Fremantle Prison, which yeah. we'll probably circle back and do a whole separate episode on. Because yes, of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've do done some tour. tours of that, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the prison deserves its own episode, so we'll we'll talk about that another day. I should have done a two-parter and done like this and that because well, they sort of the two go barter. together. You
0: like two not another to two-parter. Three.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm not real good at two-parters, am I? They usually go for three. takes practice. It does. So as well as the prison, the convicts also built on the ground of six acres, the Fremantle Lunatic Asylum and Invalid Depot. Oh,
0: Wow. Yeah. In, invalid asylum and invalid depot.
1: Yeah, a lunatic asylum and invalid depot. Okay. Sounds we like know that you don't use those words anymore, but drive, that's what it was drive called.
0: Drive-through kind of a situation. Yeah.
1: So as the convict population grew, so did the number of people with mental illnesses. So she's built in the style of Australian Gothic architecture. It was the largest convict-built building at the time, after Frio Jail, wow. which was built to home. It was built to home fifty people initially, and it opened in 1864 as a government-run facility. It housed adult lunatics. That's obviously not the term we use now. You're going to hear a bit of that in these episodes that take place in old oldie times. Um, you're going Yeah, you're going to hear some potentially outdated, offensive terms. I'm just reading what was written at the time. So in 1886, she got a brand spanking new northwest wing followed by the Southern Wings in 1890
0: and 1894.
1: Okay, a bit going on. Yeah, so it's continuing to grow. In the 1890s, there was a gold rush in WA. Yes. And you talked a little bit about that in your yarn last time.
0: Yes,
1: I did. Uh, So the miners and Chinese labourers would often be sent here for everything from sunstroke to open smoking. And by the time it was done, the asylum was completely overcrowded and it forced them to do a few things, which included the purchase of a farm called Whitby Falls in eighteen ninety seven, where they sort of sent people that could function.
0: Okay, do a bit of work.
1: Yeah, send so them off to the work. Help out, farm.
0: grow some spuds.
1: Yeah, what well, I don't know what they grew. I imagine spuds were probably on the list.
0: Oh, some broccoli, maybe. Maybe. Some time. Can have a grow time.
1: By eighteen nineties, the population at the asylum saw increasing numbers of children with intellectual as well as physical oh, disabilities. Buggers. Yeah, some that's fella's got
0: to stutter. Send him off to the uh, invalid yeah, depot.
1: That's right. Not for um, a
0: ratchet. For
1: no, a, and yeah, damn. and you might have. You've probably got kids there that are perfectly fine mentally. You know, maybe they've got a limp or a, with an arm, but they're in there with genuinely like violent, like criminally insane people. Yes. That are, there's quite there's quite a few dangerous characters that ended up at Frio. Mm lunatic asylum not to mention that the facilities wouldn't have been very nice and Would have been it's cold. very sad Would have been cold cold Went dirty damp. this is the days when they just you know chain people up in rooms and you know it's awful so between 1903 and 1908, the kids were gradually transferred to the new Hospital for the Insane, otherwise known as Claremont Mental Hospital. So they started shipping the kids out of there, thankfully. I can't imagine it was any better. No. Hopefully it was. I don't further know. up the hill. Mm, a bit further away. Also, it's important to note that as time progressed, the asylum became a kind of runoff for anyone deemed a burden or a problem on society, such as sex workers, alcoholics and the elderly. Ah. So it's got quite a mixing pot of people.
0: It would have been quite an eclectic place.
1: It would have been a, never a dull moment, I dare say. You're wearing a funny hat.
0: Get to the asylum. Get center. in the
1: asylum. Absolutely.
0: I don't like the cut of your jib.
1: So in 1900, there was there occurred the murder. It was So we're kicking off on the first uh, okay. death. So we've got the murder of a Mrs Clifford by a violent patient. Her husband finds her in a room unconscious and showing signs of a brutal beating.
0: So this is at the asylum? Yes. So they got like couples' rooms?
1: Um, I believe I believe she was staying there, oh, was but visiting? she he and he was visiting. I don't believe she was um Extremely, I think, I, like, I don't think she was criminally insane okay. or anything like just that. Just needed a bit okay. of help. Well, this is back in the day where you know you'd put your woman in an asyl- asylum because she nagged you too much or best. she had hysteria or you know, like something like that. Something should just, yeah. Change. The reports on why Mrs. Clifford was in the asylum is are uh, quite vague. Um, I think she was just there for a little stopover, but
0: she ended up staying quite some time.
1: As it turns out. So he found her with signs of a brutal beating and three days later she passes away from her injuries. This causes a huge uproar in the community at the time. The patients, because they, the community starts to find out that the patients were housed 17 to 20 a room. Wow. Yeah. That's, um,
0: tight, that's cramping. And
1: so the asylum had 219 patients all up, despite only being built to house 50. Yeah. So it's... Pack them and stack them. Yeah, exactly. It would have been fucking awful. It's not like they even would have had, like, clean toileting facilities and things like that Then It would have been fucking just really bad.
0: Shit in the drain. Yeah. Everything goes down to the stormwater.
1: Yeah, that's right. So an official inquiry was held, and it led to the hiring of a medical superintendent and a trained mental health nurse, which if you've got an asylum, do you not think that a mental health nurse might be... Someone that you have on the books. Well, they might not have been a
0: thing back in the day.
1: Well, they were because they had to hire one. Yeah, they were no, made I mean, to hire one. Maybe the
0: problem, one. like Pete, they thought people were more of a problem and then mm. there were so many of these people they decided, well, someone's going to have to be, write a course on how to become.
1: Oh, maybe. To maybe they set the precedent. Maybe. He managed to commit suicide in broad daylight. Good God. Despite supposedly being under this strict observation. How do you do it? He hung himself in a stairwell using his belt. Yeah, well,
0: that seems weird in yeah. a way. I suppose it back can't, then. The
1: observation can't have been that strict, kind of like, really. You
0: know, leave your shoelaces and belt at the door. You kind of think anything. You would have thought so, yeah. If someone's under strict observation, you would take away all sort of opportunity. Yeah,
1: well, I, I think they definitely do that now if you're on a suicide watch. But I guess this was before or maybe he snuck it in or maybe he stole a belt from somebody else or I don't know.
0: It's a great story, great belt thief.
1: The Great Belt Thief, but it, it was really hard for me to find specific information yep. on a lot of this stuff because it happened so long ago and yeah, yeah. records are a bit shabby in some of these old, old uh, asylums and stuff. So well, shortly after the second this second death, a nurse was found to be keeping patients awake at night by stabbing them with hat pins.
0: Oh, wow.
1: What a fucking bitch.
0: Yeah. That nurse <laughs> has definitely got some problems. They're in the right place. She's maybe in the right the place, right...
1: she's on the wrong side of the fence. Maybe on <clears> the wrong
0: side of the fence. She's getting paid to stick people with pins. She is. So we'll call her the pin sticker.
1: Let's look at her a little bit. I don't I don't know a lot of information, but what do you think would drive do you think like drive her to behave it? And this is not the only thing that she got caught doing. Like she was she was being very abusive. Do you think she do you think she went into that line of work because it was an opportunity for her to be abusive? Or oh, do you no, think no. she might have become become that way after oh, years of working in it working in that industry, you know, with with well, mentally ill people back, back during then, this time?
0: The choice of work, especially for women. This is a woman. Yeah.
1: Yes, okay. a woman.
0: choice of work for women isn't there wasn't as many opportunities. True. But now men and women can do the same jobs. Mm. Back then, it was seen as the jobs that men could do and the jobs that women could do. Very much so, yeah. So maybe she had, delu- um, not delusions, she had dreams of accomplishing much, much more. Mm.
1: She had big plans or, for herself maybe. Or she might not to have bitter. plans for
0: herself whatsoever. She was just in the job. She knows she's going to do this for the next 30 years of her life and decided to hate it and everything around. And yeah. I understand that. I'm saying I've worked with actual people. So I worked with a guy years ago when I was in my late teenage years, and he was quite a bit older than mm-hmm. myself, um, he started off being quite a normal fella, and he worked there because he had to because of location to home and there weren't many opportunities there. And then he just started doing weird things like punching holes in boxes. Wow. And I know it's not a big thing and it's not...
1: No, but no, it's, you I know, get what you're saying. He was, so we had a warehouse
0: full of boxes yeah. full of stuff, and so he would go walk past and then take his aggression and anger out mm-hmm. as he's walking along. And then he would just feel bad later and go and then turn the boxes around and then but after a while the, the boxes would have like three or four holes yeah on like around them so he used to have to hide boxes but yeah he would be walking back and lash out and i've wow. only seen him do it a couple of times and that's not good behavior for anybody this means no in, that's his in his, uh, 40s, his 30 mental 30 stability of of deteriorating yeah. yeah so Gosh. yeah it was a bit, so yeah i think his situation and the people that he had to be with and there was only three of us and there was one dude giving him the shits and that's how we decided to take it out. You can imagine working in an institution like that where you've got a plethora yeah. of people that are giving you the shits or rubbing yeah. you up the wrong way. And she's or... in
1: a kind of position so of power. She said, like, No, 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 no. No, but we're just trying to understand. So she might find herself with this deteriorating mental stability and she's in a position of a little bit of power so she and she's release. able to lash so out release. at
0: people. FYI. If anybody ever feels like that, change jobs.
1: Yes. Or the
0: situations or
1: Go ahead and call Lifeline. Do something. Um, also, I guess as well, like being the time, they didn't really understand how best to treat mental health. And a lot of the treatments that they used back then could also be called torture. So maybe, oh, most maybe definitely. her keeping these patients awake at night by jabbing them with was, little pins oh, and stuff like that. she thinks she was that. experimenting. Maybe she was just didn't maybe they thought that that would help. I don't really know.
0: Healing through sleep. That might have
1: been like a thing because there was a theory for a long time that what would drive a sang man crazy would drive a crazy man sane.
0: Wowzers.
1: And a lot of um a lot of treatment back in the day was based on that. Wowzers. It's where you get things like um sleep deprivation and stuff like that being used. People, so people maybe in, that's what she was doing.
0: It's like people that eat promite. I don't
1: know what you're talking about. Promite is very clearly better than you might. We're going to do there a poll. Be,
0: there has to be something going on there. We're going to, to do a poll Promite on the Facebook Vegemite.
1: page about this one day. I'm going to do it this week. No, no, Vegemite no. versus Promite. Vegemite always wins. I think either way, peanut butter's clearly the victor. So it was starting to come to light that the people in the asylum were being treated abhorrently, which, I mean, as we know, it happens in asylums all the time At this, at this, this, during this period. You can only
0: imagine. Yeah. People without a voice getting... Yeah. Without support, getting hurt. Ha- yeah. And we
1: talked about it a little bit when we talked about Willow Court, which yep. I think was episode three. Freo Asylum was no different. Everyone was treated disgustingly, from the children to the elderly. Didn't matter. You all got fair treatment, and it sucked. Eventually, the government ruled that the building be closed in 1909, the patients started to get moved to various alternative hospitals and and other situations. Following its closure as an asylum, the building was put to use as a poorhouse or a woman's home. These were pretty shitty places. So this, this was to try and help solve the problem that was the decaying state of the current government home for women. So it housed homeless women and the occasional delinquent girl for a short period of time. And in 1910, it became WA's first maternity training school.
0: Okay.
1: So, so it's a few, had a bit of a few leap. Lives. Yeah, it's had a few lives. It remained as such until 1916, when the maternity school was moved to the newly built King Edward Hospital for Women, and then it went back to being poorhouse again. And so it remained with sex workers who contracted venereal disease locked up on the first floor, on the top floor. I also read these girls would often only adolescents. Oh. So it's pretty fucking awful. There were many protests staged by women's groups who lobbied for better conditions. And there was also lots of stories of escape escapees and cruelty. So it's, it's really, it's never really been a place of anything other than misery. misery, yeah. So once all this got exposed to the public, it was shut down again. World War II comes around and the building is again repurposed this time it's put to use as the headquarters for the American armed services based in western australia these servicemen had been on the run for the, from the japanese invasion of the philippines and it took ref, and they took refuge in this building so they built 22 new buildings on site during the war and now it houses 21 officers 139 enlisted men and 102 civilians who work and live there and are like support staff sure. After the war ends, the building is put to use as the Fremantles Technical School, and it holds classes for students from the overcrowded school and f- from the overcrowded girls' school and Frio Boys' School. to a bigger school opens in 1955. I said school
0: way too many times then. There's a lot of schools in there. so many schools. You
1: did so well. I I Appreciate it. Once. I did say skill. <laughs> I was. Channeling my inner bluey who says things like how girly yeah, no. and giggle. <laughs> so in 1958, the old girl is threatened for demolition, but thanks to the efforts of the mayor at the time, a Sir Frederick Sampson, work, Samo. she was saved, and in keeping with his vision for the site, the Fremantle Arts Centre is opened in 1973. Nice. So the 70s is a good time for art, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's some,
0: there's some good substances about to help people with art. I think art. They,
1: they did help. Okay, so that's the background of the building. She's had many incarnations. Today she's uh, she still functions as an art centre, also has lots of live music. I've seen a few bands there in my time, back when Freo was my stomping ground. Yeah, Have you ever been to the Freo Art Centre?
0: I think I may have been to the Freo Arts Centre a while back before our paths crossed. Oh. I think I took Mum and Dad to Freo and yeah. did the, the touristy thing. And they came over to visit me when I of first moved over there.
1: Yeah, it is a lovely venue. Yes. Now for what we're really here for. Oh, my
0: God. Let's talk builder. about
1: some ghosts. Ooh, ah. So let's let's get dug. Like kookaburra, as it sound like, if they were ghosts. Oh, that's the ghost of a kookaburra. Yes. Fremantle Arts Centre is pretty well known for being haunted as fuck, and there's been a shit ton of encounters reported. Actually, have had a lot of rec- uh, recommendations and requests to talk about Fremantle Arts Centre from Pussies. people because it is pretty well known for being pretty haunted. Pussies. For example, I a beeper. Brood. those are our listeners boy what the listeners Oh, okay just people other people so tell me if we what if we were to move right into a house that was haunted would you not be scared well, no would you not is- like what if shit was happening do you really think like if we were in a house and you started to see things hear things things were getting moved around doors were banging and crashing do you really not think that you would get scared and think it was haunted
0: here's my question i have a question about this okay uh does that sort of stuff happen when no one's about in haunted places
1: yeah sometimes but i think the but, well, energy... how do you know well because people set up recorders and things like that but it happens i think it happens more when there's people in the house because it needs to feed off your energy Cob-wallop. oh okay i think you mean cod's wallet. cobs wallet. okay
0: Bite well, some cobs.
1: Kind of hope we move into a haunted house one day. I'd we'll love it. to see the egg on your face. You
0: know, old houses move. The architecture's different. Things are added on, taken off. Things creak. Things groan. It's, if it's if I you know it's like my body. I can believe my body's haunted because it makes noises that I'm not aware of.
1: Well, I mean, it does have a skeleton and a ghost inside. Yeah,
0: but could it be haunted? Could be. things creak and groan? Yes. I don't think so. Do it just me move on away. their own? get things, things just move on their own. It's just me getting <laughs> old. Houses get old, things get old, and things move on their own. I don't know. Gravity pays a bit of a... Takes hold. I don't
1: know. I think I have to work harder to... we we'll have to do some tours and stuff and find a haunted house. I ain't scared of um, ghosts. I ain't scared of ghosts. Uh, so, for example, if you'll pardon the segue, when the building housed the soldiers during the war... They would report to their superiors hearing whispers, banging and other strange noises such as the sounds of crying, running and yelling.
0: Buggery, I reckon. Rude. Sorry, too oh my much. my goodness.
1: Imagine that, though. You're in the bed at night in this old asylum and you hear that fucking shit. Fuck that. I don't
0: know. If there's heaps of people there, there's a reason for it.
1: Oh, I don't know. I guess they, if, they, if they thought that there was a reasonable explanation, they wouldn't have reported it to their superiors. Fucking checkmate, bitch.
0: People like to report all sorts of weird things.
1: So as well as the sounds, doors open and close by themselves. It's very common to feel yourself being kissed on the cheek by iced cold ghostly lips. They won't even buy you a fucking drink first. You just have this look of incredulity on your face. Like, it's. No, it's I just wish so you could much see it,
0: There's phones. so much to say in such little time. Oh, I can go what, back in okay. time. Okay, so cold. go ahead.
1: Go ahead and debunk the ice cold kisses.
0: Mother in laws. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. Clearly, my mother in law is lovely, but I think, um, yeah, uh, I just cold breeze. Okay, I got some sweat glands on their cheek. They have a little bit of sweat, a little bit of moisture, and then they turn into a cold breeze. And they, oh, that was kind of localized. That is, feels like a cold kiss.
1: It's a real skill what you have. It really a is
0: backdraft under a door. Well, we got shown around our local pub at the Sandy Creek last week. We
1: did. They took
0: us past the um, the built staircase over to the the old entrance the, to the, the cellar. The cellar, yeah. and you feel the cold air whistling out. Of oh,
1: there. it was te- terribly cold. It yeah, dropped five so, degrees when you went oh, through the door. More,
0: yeah, it was. It was crazy. And that it was still really the, cold. Was just the breeze coming, mm. the cold air coming out of the cellar.
1: Well, that's fair. And creaks
0: and groans, temperatures change in buildings, Mm. tin expands and contracts.
1: Okay. What about the sounds of, like, people yelling and running? I told you.
0: People people getting, I don't know, beaten up and Mm. stolen off, things getting stolen off Mm. of them, I don't know. Or people's minds running away with them.
1: Yeah, well, that's valid. So there are reports of the ghost of an elderly woman seemed roaming the holes. Oh,
0: she's a roamer.
1: So she is a roamer. She could be a sundowner. So she could be the spirit of someone that lived there during the asylum days or she could have been from the poorhouse or, you know, it could be uh, Mrs Clifford herself. Who knows? I
0: object. It could be Mrs Clifford.
1: Hmm. But the poor old duck is kept company by the ghost of another woman who is thought to be the spirit of a woman who was admitted to the asylum after her daughter was kidnapped. She suffered a se- severe mental break I, I when they the couldn't way. find her daughter and it resulted in her tragically jumping from a window and ending her life. Wow. So that's that's very sad. How many people that's do you think, tragic? though,
0: ghosts, they reckon ghosts stick about yeah. because they've had an unfinished business?
1: Some, sometimes, not always, sometimes. Yeah,
0: but I would have to believe everybody would have to be a ghost. You can't tell me, like, there has to be 90% or 90% odd of people would have unfinished business. If it's saying goodbye to a loved one or doing Mm -hmm. something, you know, there's have to be majority of people that have pulled the pin have unfinished business.
1: I mean, yeah, that's fair.
0: Maybe people die of natural causes. I don't think that the unfinished business thing is the only
1: reason people stick around, though. And I think it has to be, like, it can't just be I forgot to return that library book. I think it has to be, like, proper down in your soul, didn't do something, like, didn't tell my kid I love them all. You know, like, it, it has to be, like, something something that really is important
0: to return your library books people
1: please return your it's library books not fun. It's nobody likes that my god It's nothing
0: worse than gonna go get a book and it's not there because somebody hasn't returned it since i hate it
1: 7, i hate it 18, also don't doggy 19, your pages that's such a dick move all oh, right now we've
0: touched a, a move but yeah. uh yes anyway unfinished business of something that matters but yeah but different things matter to a different you know differently to other people that's true Maybe not trying that new I think maybe it's a bacon choice. deluxe burger at Hungry Jack's. Could be unfinished oh, business. Oh, love.
1: Are you telling me you want Hungry Jack's for dinner?
0: No, no, no. And it, that would never be on my unfinished business
1: list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad Food it. Food would never
0: be on my unfinished list. No,
1: we've, yeah. we've got that covered. Yeah. So as well as that, in the same room where this woman killed herself, you often hear the voice of a small child. So, I mean, that could be... The... They they don't they don't really speculate on who, who that small child is, but it does happen in the same room. So maybe it's the spirit of her daughter who found her or maybe it's unrelated. We don't really know.
0: Yeah. Could be a mouse.
1: Either way, fuck that. The centre was visited by oh, you are gonna fucking have a field day with this. Try and be respectful. The centre was visited by a well known Australian ghost whisperer, Anthony Grezelka. Welcome,
0: Anthony. Definitely sounds like a legitimate profession you've got going on there.
1: So he visited the asylum and he claims to have experienced temperature drops, energy changes, orbs, and in one staircase, everyone had the strong feeling that there were that someone was going to push him.
0: Sounds legitimate to me. His
1: cameraman experienced the cold touch of a ghostly little girl. He's just trying to get paid. One of the most interesting stories from that evening basically takes place in an area which was once the padded cell. Anthony claims to have felt the presence of three sisters, the daughters of someone who had great social standing during their time. One of the three sisters suffered mental health issues and her two sisters did not. There was an apparent shame around these girls, and it was felt like the source was political and not immoral. Like they hadn't done anything wrong, but they'd been looked up, locked up, for the sake of their father's political career, not for their own health or safety. Yes. Which is very sad, but pretty common in this time. Yeah. So, like, he, they he, they might have been illegitimate, or they could, there could have been any number of reasons why. Anthony said that the three girls died there. Not and that they obvious. were only teenagers, but that I see you shaking your head, but that before they had died, they had been abused, that money had changed hands for the use of them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, this is actually a story that I came across a few times in my my research. This did actually happen. Uh, young girls used to get sold through the asylum and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'm not too surprised. People are always going to find a way to exploit
0: you women, know, girls,
1: young, especially young, people. young girls who are. What's the word I'm trying to think of?
0: It's the only time I wish I believed in. Vulnerable things like vulnerable young stuff so, like that. Yeah, there's a special place for people that do yeah, shit like that.
1: But there's always going to be people trying to exploit young, vulnerable people. Yes, other, especially Ex- young girls. Can exploit anybody? Yeah, definitely. So during the visit, Anthony's team also had an encounter with the spirit of a former warden or male nurse, which made him feel really unsafe, caused the temperature to drop rapidly. Apparently he saw this man down a corridor and he said, I quote, with this kind of energy, I can't begin to fathom the things he did to those poor souls who were patients in this place many years ago. This very unpleasant man had been here a long time, perhaps 100 years or so from the look of his demeanour and his dress, end quote. They later found out that several security guards refused to enter that area after a couple of them had been pushed downstairs. Oh, okay. Anthony claims that this fella is is the one responsible, so he sounds a bit scary and you wouldn't really want to run into him in a dark corridor. What would you do if you saw or felt something like that, Bluey?
0: I reckon it's definitely a a bit of a compo pyramid scheme something going on there they're going for compo one guy told a story and everyone's gone i'm on board with this
1: what if you were walking down the stairs in the night in a creepy old asylum and somebody who wasn't there pushed you down the stairs
0: well i'll tell you how i'd feel because i don't believe in it so if that Mm -hmm. was to happen i'd fucking shit myself
1: (laughs) but (laughs) that makes sense
0: so yeah that's pretty much where i stand on that
1: but you just don't think it would happen
0: no it wouldn't happen
1: okay so Anthony also smells something burning, and the smell continued to grow stronger until it was the smell of burning flesh, and it forced forced him to be sick. Ah. It later was discovered that that room was the electroshock therapy room.
0: Residual in the eaves and yeah. stuff.
1: You're just trying to you're just trying to throw words out there now.
0: Yeah. Do you know these shows? What's Gone. that show you like to watch? And they they're quite entertaining.
1: Buzzfeed, i you know, one of them
0: doesn't. Uh, he's yeah, he's it was a,
1: Shane and Ryan. He's not a
0: believer. Yeah. And there's another guy that's a believer, and they do this. We're thing. not sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored by them, uh, or by anybody for that matter. Coopers, if you're listening, um, <laughs> if yeah, so they go in and spend five minutes or twenty minutes or however long. Yeah,
1: they're
0: all night. They're all night. Yeah. They spend a the night, but then they also spend in the say like the most hauntedest of rooms
1: mm-hmm.
0: of that particular venue. They'll go and spend. Some time in total oh, darkness yeah, and silence.
1: Yeah, they go in alone one at a time yeah. and spend five minutes. Which is minutes kind of cool.
0: Them. I want to take that to the next level.
1: Okay.
0: I think people like um ghost whispers and people that do this sort of thing need to be blindfolded and put into rooms and not told where they are, not even told the house they're in. Maybe oh. like a, a little crate, wooden box, so you size can, of like, fridge.
1: Eliminate the... You could wheel
0: them in and leave yeah. them there for a couple of hours and see if anything happens. But sometimes, um, sometimes you're just putting them in their own garage,
1: yeah. You know, or a and seeing if how much
0: crap they come up with. And other times you're putting them in a, the most scariest. I like room, that. It eliminates know, that
1: sort of pre disposition people have when they're like, "I'm in an asylum and yeah. so it's going to be scary." So and in. Happen. So that we well, got like a treat that. for
0: you, and um, wheel them in and then leave yeah. them there. He probably only get away with doing it a couple of times because I think it would be inherently boring to watch people in a crate doing nothing, making shit up, but mm. it would be uh, could, could be interesting. This could it. be
1: worth developing. Let's not develop it right here, right now, so don't steal our idea.
0: Don't steal our idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have from Anthony. There's a big write-up all about it. He's I think he's written a book. Yes. But um, if you want to know more, go ahead and look into that. But those were sort of the most interesting key points that I had from you, yeah, for you, you from him. So on the spirit of the woman who lost her child, it's said that she's drawn to redheads. Ah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I know this super hot, awesome redheaded that I'm definitely drawn to.
0: Keep it in your pants, love.
1: It's thought that her daughter was a redhead, and so she's, like, attracted to redheads. Yeah. Um... It said that when she was put into the asylum in the 1800s, her daughter had been abducted and she couldn't cope with the trauma of her kid being taken and never being found. So they committed her. Apparently she spent all of her time searching for her daughter till she eventually um, tragically killed herself. It is said that redheads in and around the building will often feel their hair pulled. So I next time we go back to WA for a visit, we're definitely going there to see if someone yeah, pulls a beard. But
0: there's also a theory that redheads don't have souls. They've got heart, I've got one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. Well, I could be well, I could be a conduit.
1: You could be a conduit. Oh, bluey. Oh, well, we're gonna have to go and find out. So one day, whilst running a tour, the guide had a little 13 year old girl come up to her, apparently white as a sheet saying, I've just had my hair pulled. Her mother claimed to have taken a photo of the girl and captured something blurry standing behind her. Hey, did you have a photo? I couldn't find it. Oh, damn it. I know. I did look, but I couldn't find any any good photos. So apparently photo and camera issues are very common in the building, though.
0: Cam- so, so no physical evidence? Just worthless words.
1: How dare you? Pictures worth, well, words are worth a thousand pictures? Yeah. <laughs> said
0: right. You could say.
1: So cameras often don't work or blurry photos or pictures are taken or pics with orbs are in, in them. So orbs are said to be the most common phenomena. And as I've said before, I'm not really a big believer in orb phenomena as a, uh, as a, um, a piece of evidence. Do you know what I mean? Like orbs on their own for me not very massively impressive of evidence. Light. yeah a bit of dust bugs there's all sorts of things moisture in the air there's so many things that yeah. orbs can be so, so orbs around. can be compelling if they're presented with other a evidence base in them I have seen ones where orbs will move in a way that it's clearly not dust talk, but they talk yeah orbs on their own that for me they're not evidence enough no so one story tells of a young girl on a tour who was locked into one of the old cells. She started banging on the door and screaming to be let out. Witnesses say that at that point, every window in the place started shaking and vibrating violently. The doors were banging open and closed by themselves. What have you got to say Back about night, that? I, I see you thinking. I
0: like to read. Really, I think glass moves as well. Especially old time. I thought for
1: sure that you were going to suggest it was an earthquake, so much so that I looked up to see if Fremantle gets earthquakes. Okay, let's do this.
0: Fremantle
1: does get earthquakes. Oh, there you go. My theory,
0: (laughs) I present to you before I presented it, is valid.
1: Yeah, I I jumped ahead of your own theory.
0: I do like it when you start to think, what's he going to come up with?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've gotten a bit of a knack for all of your bullshittery.
0: What am I thinking of right now? Hungry Jacks. No back massage, but
1: back massage, close. Ah, oh, look, play cards. Right, you might get a burger. Okay, so before we finish up, I have something interesting for you. Oh, for me? Yes, a little present. I have an EVP for you. An EVP. EVP. What's an EVP? So I've listened to. Uh, do you remember electronic voice phenomena? Oh
0: yes. Is that that's, that stupid radio? Again?
1: No, that's a spirit <laughs> box. I do love your impersonation of the spirit box. Yeah. I think you're really good at it. I'm going to buy one one day. They're going to be all. Oh, it's going to be yeah. great. But an EVP is when you like ask a question and then oh, you yes. might not hear a response. But then when you play it back later, magnify it, slow it down, you you hear a voice. Okay. So that's an EVP. So I listen to a lot. There's heaps and heaps of EVPs at this site. I would argue that it's probably one of the most common. EVP um, sites. Uh, of all it's time. it's mo- one of the most common forms of evidence that you pick okay. up at Fremont Art Centre. The ghosts are very chatty. Ooh. But this one gave me the fucking chills. It's yucky and I hate it and it really frightened me. I was listening to this alone doing research in this quiet house and it fucking freaked me out. That's pretty easy though. You get freaked out easy. I don't know what you're talking about. So this is off the Perth Ghost Hunters YouTube. Nice. Go there, check them out, give them some love. They've got a lot of EVPs and other evidence. I'm going to play it for you right now. I'm going to play it through the computer. I don't know what's going to sound like on the. I hope it sounds alright. Stop. Oh wait. Here go. Oh. Did you hear it? Okay, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to turn it up.
0: You made more. You were making all the noise. I
1: didn't. After it made noise. So, oh, wait. No, don't do that. Don't do that. All right. It's going to say, so basically he's pointing a camera around. It's uh, one of them ones that has heat sensitive stuff on it. Okay, yes. And you hear a voice say, what's that thing? All right, go ahead and listen. Did you hear it? No. You didn't hear it. I'm going to play it one more time.
0: Stop Oh, come on, that's nothing.
1: That's nothing. Uh, you did well, not hear this scary voice go, what's that thing?
0: Oh, my God, I couldn't.
1: It's so, I hated it hated it folks i'll put a link on the i'll put a link in the show notes i also put one on the facebook and the instagram page for you to have a look you i would love for you to chime in and tell me what you think about bother. this particular evp it's yucky oh, i didn't hear a
0: thing. i found it
1: really scary it legit you can hear a voice say like what's that thing it's really it was gross probably
0: someone outside with a seeing a funny shadow
1: i can't believe i've presented you with something so compelling and you oh, just the
0: evidence is astounding
1: i know so, look, I recommend checking out YouTube. There's a hate, there's quite a few videos of ghost hunters and such collecting evidence in Fremantle Arts Centre. Yes. It's a really lovely way to spend the afternoon. I started watching some, fell down a bit of a rabbit hole. I had to pull myself back out again because I was getting scared. I get it. But that's all the time that we have for today.
0: Thank you very much.
1: So tell me what you think of Fremantle Arts Centre. Oh, I
0: definitely think it is worth a visit, whether in person or online.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a pretty cool place. Um. The scary shit that happens there, understandably, for all the atrocities that occurred there. If there was going to be scary stuff to happen, it would be there. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, my references very quickly I've got Wikipedia, Fremantle Art Centre website, uh, which is fac.org.au. I've got the Little House of Horrors.com, whispersfrombeyond.com.au, and finally, wa today.com.au. That's nice it. I'd love to have you chime in on this one, guys. You can check us out on the Facebook page at Dark Side Down Under or do. on Instagram. I'll pop them both in the show notes for yeah. you. Feel free to drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. And that's everything from us tonight. Woo! Thank you. Bye. Bye. No.